Welcome to Outside the Walls. It's a beautiful day. Here we are in the third week of Advent. Christmas is right around the corner. You are listening to Outside the Walls with Timothy Putnam here on St. Michael Catholic Radio, 102.9 FM, Tulsa Broken Arrow. I am so glad to have you here today. Might have thrown you off with the bumper music. It's different because, you know, it's the holidays. We need to bring in a little bit of that holiday spirit, a little bit of that flair. So that was uh, the band called Branches, uh, their rendition of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, my favorite Christmas, uh, well, Advent Carol. It's really more of an Advent Carol anyway, which is appropriate for this time of year. Uh, You can find more of their music at branchesmusic.com. You can also find uh, that song uh, for free or for a tip uh, on a website called noisetrade.com, noisetrade.com. I get a lot of my Christmas music. It's a little folky. Uh, A lot of my Christmas music from that website. Uh, Really enjoy Uh, That kind, that style of music, among others, uh, and wanted to share that with you as we begin our show today. Well, as always, we're going to start off this show in prayer. Uh, So if you would join me in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Most holy God, you who have redeemed and created all mankind and all of the cosmos, Lord, we thank you that you have come to give us wisdom and hope that you have not left us as orphans, but that you have adopted us as your own, that you've given us mission, that you've given us direction, and that not only have you given us a job to do, but you have promised that you would be with us. And so we call on your name, and we call on the name that you gave to your son, that of Emmanuel, God with us. By your Holy Spirit, give us the wisdom that we need to hear your voice and to walk in your truth. We ask this through Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, we have a great show for you today, and I'm so glad that you tuned in. We've got about an hour that we're going to spend together, about 54 minutes or so, uh, talking about... Well, it's Advent, and and specifically, it's the week of joy. Uh, it's Gaudate Sunday was yesterday. We had the rose candles. You saw them. You're like, what's with the, what's the deal with all the pink? It looks like Pepto-Bismol. No, 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 it's not pink. It's rose, rose vestments, rose candle, and it all has to do with the joy that is before us. For this season of Christmas and the joy that's before us because we know that Christ is coming again. So we've got about an hour that we're going to spend together here, but I want you to know that you can spend more time with me. Yay, right? Uh, But uh, it's going to take a little bit of effort. I don't have a call-in number, and so we can't just call and chat on the phone during the show. Uh, And But I do have a way that you can interact. So we have social media accounts. You can get to us through Facebook at facebook.com slash step outside the walls. And then we also have a Twitter account. Our handle there is at outside the walls. I tried to make it easy to remember. Uh, 
one of the, the Facebook outside the walls was taken. So we had to add the word step there, but it's kind of logical. Step outside the walls. It's an invitation for the show, right? Step. Uh, okay, you got it. So, uh, you know, honestly, there hasn't been a lot of movement over there. A lot of people have seen the things that we've posted, but there's not a lot of comments. There's not a lot of interaction. And, and I just wanted to remind you that I am an extrovert. Now, what that means is that I have no problem filling large times with lots of words. Silence uh, isn't a problem for me. I will fill it. I will fill it with words, uh, which is why they gave me a microphone and a show. But I really like interaction. I, I like to bounce off of people's uh, thoughts and ideas uh, when we have this show. And so right now I'm staring at a computer screen and looking at a microphone and and I'm used to, when I talk for long periods of time, see people roll their eyes at me or uh, laugh at a joke, which is rare, but it happens. Uh, and, and so I'm missing that. And I need you to come and help me by coming to social media. Now, it hasn't been happening a lot lately, so I decided I needed to sweeten the pot, right? So I have a giveaway. What's a radio show without a giveaway? Now, you can't be the 102nd point ninth caller, uh, as would normally be the case on a radio station at 102.9. Uh, but what you can do is you can interact with me on social media. So I've got two CDs I'm going to give away here. I have not decided yet if I'm giving them both to the same person or if I'm going to give them to two people. Uh, we will figure that out as we go along. But what we have here... Uh, you may or may not be aware that Matthew Kelly of DynamicCatholic.com is coming into town in March, March 7th, uh, and they've provided me with some materials to give out. Now, Matthew Kelly is an author. Uh, he, he's written several books, including Rediscovering Catholicism and The Four, uh, Four Characteristics of a Dynamic Catholic and many others. Uh, and he's coming into town March 7th at Cox Business Center, and he's bringing along with him a musician by the name of Elliot Morris. So what we're going to do, I've got two CDs here. One is a talk from Matthew Kelly, and the other is called A Collection of Christmas Songs. That's actually the title. It's a very original title, right? A Collection of Christmas Songs by Elliot Morris. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give this to someone in the coming week, who goes to our social media, either one, Facebook or Twitter, and, uh, and answers this question. What are your favorite Christmas memories? Now, uh, they, could, they could be Advent memories. That's fine as well. Uh, but this could be a favorite present you got. It could be a favorite uh, a perennial story that gets told about someone in the family. Uh, the, I take embarrassing stories. I do. And I'll read it over the air. I'll read the winner. So that's, that's incentive right there. Uh, it could be a favorite tradition that you had. Uh, and so what I want you to do is I want you to go on to our Facebook, facebook.com slash step outside the walls, or our Twitter handle is at outside the walls. And tell me about your favorite Christmas or Advent memory. And then myself and my wife and uh, David Niles, our president here, and his wife, and Adam Minahan, our vice president, and his wife, we're all going to get together. We're going to read over all of those social media interactions, the dozens upon dozens, uh, or four or five, or, you know, surprise me. Let's have a couple of hundred. That'd be exciting. Uh, and we're going to go through and decide which one gets the CDs. 
Uh, so think about those favorite memories. Figure out what you want to say. And you may just be surprised uh, how enjoyable the conversation on social media may be. So I really look forward to seeing you there uh, as we go through this third week of Advent. Now, it's a fact that often gets lost in the, uh, the cultural celebration of Christmas, uh, but Advent is actually a penitential season. It's time for pre preparing our souls for the coming of Christ. Uh, so we call to mind those in the Old Testament who received the promises of God. They had all of the prophecies. They knew that their redemption was coming, but they didn't know when. And so they longed for the redemption of all mankind and, and of all the cosmos. And so we, now on this side, uh, we've received our salvation. We have had God the Father revealed to us in the person of Jesus Christ, and yet we still connect with them because there are times when there's things going on in our life that we long for the presence of God. We long for Emmanuel, God with us, to be made manifest to us. And so we long for that promise. Even though we've already received it, Christ has already come. We know the end of the story. We've been given the scriptures that reveal to us the end of all things. Uh, and we know that in the end, uh, you know, you read, read the end of the book, we know that Christ wins. Uh, and yet, life is still difficult. There are still things that bombard us day after day uh, where we long for a Savior. So the season of Advent is that beautiful time where we are allowed to connect and to, uh, to identify with those in the Old Testament who longed for the coming of Christ. Uh, the cry of, of the early church uh, is, Maranatha, Lord, come quickly. And so there is this sense of identification that even though uh, we are on this side of the cross, we still are waiting for Christ. That's one of the things that I so love about the, the calendar, the church calendar, that liturgical calendar. Uh, you know, I grew up in, in the Protestant church, and, and sometimes I was in a, a liturgical church, but I was also in, uh, at other times in my life, in the more non-denominational or charismatic uh, expressions of Christianity. And there was this, uh, this lack uh, this loss of something that the, the liturgical calendar gives us. And what that calendar gives us is the ability to experience all of the emotions in a given year. Maybe you're having a great year, best year you've ever had, and yet there's something in us that still needs to recognize a longing. Uh, maybe quite the opposite. You're having the worst year ever, uh, and it seems like things are just piling up on you you still need those times of rejoicing. And so the church calendar gives us this flow of uh, peaks and valleys and even a great deal of the time, what we call ordinary time, uh, that is just very level and even keeled and we just hear the word of God. Uh, but it gives us the opportunity in, in living through the liturgical calendar to really experience all that Christianity offers to us. The, the highs and the lows. Uh, and so here we are in the season of Advent where everyone around us is busy uh, shopping and the Christmas music's been playing since October 31st. And I just want to encourage you, step back from that a little bit, spend some time waiting, 
waiting for Advent, waiting not for Santa Claus to come down the chimney, but waiting for the presence of Christ to be made manifest to you in your daily life. And so here we have this opportunity to feel the lack. It's something we don't like to feel in our country. We, 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 our culture chafes against uh, longing. Uh, we want everything fulfilled. We want it fulfilled now. We want to go to the microwave and put our hot pocket in. And, uh, well, nobody actually wants to put a hot pocket in. But, you know, you, you, you put in the food, you hit the button, and out it comes, and we satisfy whatever need we have. And there's no opportunity uh, to long, uh, to, to anticipate. And so here we have this season of Advent, which is built in for us to anticipate, to examine our hearts and to make ready ourselves uh, for the indwelling of Christ, that Christ is coming at Christmas to be made manifest, that Christ is coming uh, to, to rule and to reign. And, you know, if, if we live in that all year long, uh, we forget that there are some areas of our life that we need to sweep clean and uh, some things that we need to give up and get rid of so that Christ can have a prime place in our hearts. So this season of Advent gives us that opportunity. It's a very uh, restrained time, except for this week right here, Gaudate Sunday. Rejoice! And again, I say rejoice. Uh, Let let this week uh, be the time where, yes, we are still longing and yes, uh, we're still waiting, but the promise is there and we rejoice that Christ is with us. Christ is Emmanuel. Uh, Christ has not left us as orphans, but he's given us his spirit. That's why Advent is my favorite season. Because, yes, there is a sense of uh, not everything has been completed. You know, I'm not living the charmed life. There are still things that uh, I could do better at. I could be a better person. There are still things in my life uh, that are external that I feel could still be made better. And yet, there is the hope of the coming of Christ who redeems all things and makes all things new. So rejoice! After the break, we'll spend some time in the Scripture and the Word of God. You are listening to Outside the Walls with Timothy Putnam on St. Michael Catholic Radio, 102.9 FM, Tulsa, Broken Arrow. Welcome back to Outside the Walls with Timothy Putnam on St. Michael Catholic Radio, 102.9 FM. Well, now that song can be yours uh, and many others on a collection of Christmas songs by Elliot Morris. If you'll take the time to go to our social media page and answer the question, what is your favorite holiday memory? Uh, you can find our social media pages on Facebook at facebook.com slash step outside the walls. And on Twitter, our handle is at outside the walls. So I look forward to seeing you there. I look forward to giving this CD away. But for now, we're going to turn our attention toward the scriptures. 
As St. Jerome said, ignorance of scriptures is ignorance of Christ. So we take some time every episode and read the readings from the Monday of the week that we're in. Uh, this show airs first Monday mornings at 7 a.m. And of course, some of you may be listening on Wednesday at 5 p.m. or Thursday at 7, uh, but we still read the readings from the beginning of the week. So this comes from December 15th. It's the Monday of the third week of Advent. The first reading comes from the book of Numbers, chapter 24, and we read this. When Balaam raised his eyes and saw Israel encamped tribe by tribe, the Spirit of God came upon him, and he gave voice to his oracle. The utterance of Balaam, son of Beor, the utterance of a man whose eye is true, the utterance of one who hears what God says and knows what the Most High knows, of one who sees what the Almighty sees, enraptured and with eyes unveiled. How goodly are your tents, O Jacob, your encampments, O Israel! They are like gardens beside a stream, like the cedars planted by the Lord. His wells shall yield free-flowing waters. He shall have the sea within reach. His king shall rise higher, and his royalty shall be exalted. Then Balaam gave voice to his oracle. The utterance of Balaam, son of Beor, the utterance of the man whose eye is true, the utterance of one who hears what God says and knows what the Most High knows, of one who sees what the Almighty sees, enraptured and with eyes unveiled. I see him, though not now. I behold him, though not near. A star shall advance from Jacob, and a staff shall rise from Israel. Again, that reading comes from the book of Numbers, chapter 24. Our responsorial psalm on this Monday comes from Psalm 25. Teach me your ways, O Lord. Your ways, O Lord, make known to me. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God, my Savior. Teach me your ways, O Lord. Remember that your compassion, O Lord, and your kindness are from old. In your kindness, remember me, because of your goodness, O Lord. Teach me your ways, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Thus he shows sinners the way. He guides the humble to justice. He teaches the humble his way. Teach me your ways, O Lord. Our Gospel reading for this Monday is from the book of Matthew, chapter 21. When Jesus had come into the temple area, the chief priests and the elders of the people approached him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them in reply, I shall ask you one question, and if you answer it for me, then I shall tell you by what authority I do these things. Where was John's baptism from? Was it of heavenly or of human origin? They discussed this among themselves and said, If we say of heavenly origin, he will say to us, Then why did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we fear the crowd, for they all regard John as a prophet. So they said to Jesus in reply, We do not know. He himself said to them, Neither shall I tell you by what authority I do these things. That reading comes from the book of Matthew, 
the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 21. There is so much more to this gospel passage than meets the eye. So, in terms of having this reading at this particular time in the in the liturgical year, uh, having a passage that brief suffices. Uh, it gets across that which it's meant to get across for Advent, that Christ is someone who has actual authority and that he's not intimidated by, uh, by those challenges to his authority. But just in terms of when we're approaching Scripture on our own, uh, outside of Mass, where we don't have the priest or the deacon expounding to us the gospel, and we start off a passage with some piece of the puzzle obviously missing, then we need to go back. We need to go back and see what what is that that's missing. Uh, It's really obvious when we're reading in, in a gospel or a narrative or even in an epistle, and it says, therefore and then moves forward. As the statement goes, whenever you see a therefore, you need to go back and see what it's there for. It's a little bit trickier in this location uh, because we don't have something explicit like a therefore. But what we do see is this. And when he had come into the temple area, the chief priests and the elders of the people approached him as he was teaching and said, by what authority are you doing these things? Now that, that doesn't quite line up because... They're not asking him, by what authority are you teaching these things? They're asking him, and of course he's teaching at the moment, they're asking him, by what authority are you doing these things? So in my mind, that brings up the question, what is he doing? And so we go back. Now, if you're reading this in your missile, it's going to be kind of hard to go back. So you need to have, uh, you need to have your Bible that you've got out in front of you, or uh, if you are more of a computer kind of a person, then you can go to biblia.com. That's B-I-B-L-I-A.com. And they've got the the Revised Standard Version Catholic Edition there that you can uh, read through. Uh, or uh, the same company that does Biblia has this program called Verbum. Verbum is like having your own librarian on retainer. Uh, it's it's a, a reader, uh, but not that's really not even a good uh, good correlation because it's so much more than just an ebook reader. Yes, there are ebooks on there. I've got a, a huge library of ebooks, uh, but what Verbum does that's unique is it cross references everything. So I open up the scripture of the day uh, and look at the missile, and then I click on the text of the missile, and then it brings up every time that scripture has been cross-referenced in uh, the catechism, or in a, an, a, an encyclical, or in a document of the, the father or a doctor of the church. Uh, and it's got this whole cross-reference system that I can see every time something's been brought up. And so if you are wanting to know scripture better, or if you have a, a scholar or a someone who wants to be a scholar of scripture in your home, uh, they have all different size libraries that have some very affordable libraries, and then they have some larger libraries like the one I have. Uh, and these are so well worth your time, specifically if you're looking to, to study scripture with the mind of the church. Uh, and so you can get more information about Verbum at verbum.com. 
I throw out a lot of dot coms because I spend a lot of time online. Uh, but verbum.com is the, where you can find out more information about the program and download it. So what, I've got my verbum open right now, as I often do when we talk. And I've got the reading here. And here we, here we have where Jesus' authority is questioned. And so I've got that, that nagging question. What is he doing that they're asking him where his authority comes from? And so I'm going to scroll back. I'm going to hit the, uh, the up arrow. And I'm, the story right before it doesn't give us a whole lot of information. It's when he curses the fig tree. Uh, he was hungry and there was no fruit. And so, uh, so he cursed it and the tree withered immediately. Uh, and that's where Christ says to his apostles, to his disciples, if you have faith and do not waver, not only will you be able to do this, but you could say to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea. Uh, and so that really doesn't give us a whole lot of information about why these people would be questioning Jesus' authority. So let's scroll up just a little bit further and see if we can't find why these people are questioning Jesus' authority. And so we scroll up, oh, and here we have it. At the beginning of chapter 21, as bright as day, here we have it. Jesus rides into the city of Jerusalem on a donkey, on uh, the foal, the colt, the foal of a beast of burden. And as he did this, the crowds preceded him, and following they kept crying out, Hosanna to the son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. So they are giving him a king's welcome. Uh, they are saying Hosanna, which in Hebrew means save us, but then later as the usage went on, it came to be known as long live, like long live the king. So Hosanna to the son of David. So this is a very royal acclamation. So Christ comes into the city very triumphantly, and then he waltzes right up to the temple and then kicks out the money changers. Now, the money changers are people who are supposed to be there, according to the uh, the system of that day. They would make sure that you would buy uh, your sacrifices with holy money and not with that that awful Roman money. And so they would take your Roman money and they would give you temple money and then you could make your purchases. And so here he is and he has kicked them out of the temple and then goes on to heal the people who are there who again repeat Hosanna to the son of David. And so here he is not only coming in in a very royal fashion, which they view as being uh, usurping the role that he doesn't have, but then he is kicking them out of what they perceive to be their space. And so they say to him, who do you think you are? But before we give them too hard a time, how often does Christ come into our home, into a place where we are comfortable, and challenge us? How often does he try to kick out the vices that we've allowed to inhabit our space? How often are we encountered with Christ and ask him, who do you think you are? Who made you Lord and King? And so when we're faced with Christ, we have the option either to question his authority or to submit to his authority. And in submitting to Christ, to give him the worship and the honor and the adoration that he is due. You're listening to Timothy Putnam on Outside the Walls on St. Michael Catholic Radio, 102.9 FM, Tulsa, Broken Arrow.
Welcome back to Outside the Walls with Timothy Putnam on St. Michael Catholic Radio, 102.9 FM, Tulsa, Broken Arrow. Glad you joined us after the break. You know, honestly, sometimes I'm not sure if y'all are coming back or not. So uh, if you're still listening and you're not driving your car, now's a great time to hop on to Facebook or Twitter. Our Facebook uh, social media is facebook.com slash step outside the walls. On Twitter, you can find us at the handle at outside the walls. And let me know you're still there. Uh, Tell me what your favorite holiday memory is. Remember, we're giving away a couple of CDs. Uh, One is a collection of Christmas songs by Elliot Morris, and the other is a talk, uh, Decision Point, by Matthew Kelly, who's coming with Elliot Morris in March to to the Cox Business Center here in Tulsa. Going to be a big event. Uh, Looking forward to that. And we've got these CDs this time, and we've got a few more to give away between now and then. So if you don't have a very good Christmas memory and you're thinking, man, I'm never going to get that, I'm never going to win that, Um, then don't worry, there's more coming out later. But just remember, the longer you wait, the, the, the lower your chances are. Because, you know, here at the beginning, I don't know how many listeners we have, but I'm sure that not as many as we're going to have later. Because, you know, once people find out that we're doing this, man, they're going to be all over it. We're going to have millions of listeners in our, uh, what, 10 square mile radius uh, broadcast zone. Uh, that, don't don't bother me with the details. Uh, and so it's going to be harder to win when there's more people competing. So now's the time, if you want one of these CDs, uh, pop onto social media, either Facebook or Twitter, find us. And the question that you're answering this week is, what is your favorite Christmas or holiday memory? It can be a, uh, a favorite present you got. It can be a perennial story. I'm going to read it on air. So if you have a, a slightly embarrassing story that you want to throw out there, we will happily read it to our entire listening audience. Uh, and the best, uh, the best Christmas memory is going to win one of these two CDs. So, uh, hop onto social media and we'll see you there. Now, uh, this is the part of the show, uh, third segment. This is where we like to go back. We like to, to read some document of the church that, uh, really anchors us in our history. We have a historic faith. It's not something that just popped up, uh, couple hundred years ago, we've got two millennia of authors, of thinkers, of theologians who have written uh, for us. So today's reading comes from the Liturgy of the Hours, which together with the Mass is one of the two public prayers uh, prayed by the the Church Universal. So today's reading is from William of St. Theory. It's from a discourse on the contemplation of God. Now, William of St. Theory was the abbot of St. Theory Monastery, Benedictine. He was a contemporary of St. Bernard of Clairvaux and really wanted to leave his Benedictine order and profess as a Cistercian with St. Bernard, but uh, Bernard wouldn't have it. But they developed a very close friendship nonetheless. And so here is that reading. He, he lived in the late, uh, late 11th, early 12th century. And the contemplation is on the fact that God loved us first. And he says, Truly, you alone are the Lord. Your dominion is our salvation. For to serve you is nothing else but to be saved by you. 
O Lord, salvation is your gift, and your blessing is upon your people. What else is your salvation but receiving from you the gift of loving you or being loved by you? That, Lord, is why you willed that your Son at your right hand, the one whom you made strong for yourself, should be called Jesus, that is to say, Savior, for he will save his people from their sins. And there is no other in whom there is salvation. He taught us to love him by first loving us, even to death on the cross. By loving us and holding us so dear, he stirred us to love him who had first loved us to the end. And this is clearly the reason you first loved us so that we might love you. Not because you needed our love, but because we could not be what you created us to be except by loving you. In many ways and on various occasions, you spoke to our fathers through the prophets. Now in these last days, you have spoken to us in the Son, your word. By him, the heavens were established and all their powers came to be by the breath of his mouth. For you to speak thus in your Son was to bring out in the light of day how much and in what way you loved us. For you did not spare your own Son, but delivered him up for us all. He also loved us and gave himself up for us. This, Lord, is your word to us. This is your all-powerful message. While all things were in midnight silence, that is, were in the depths of error, he came from his royal throne, the stern conqueror of error and the gentle apostle of love. Everything he did and everything he said on earth, even enduring the insults, the spitting, the buffeting, the cross, and the grave, all of this was actually you speaking to us and your son, appealing to us by your love and stirring up our love for you. You know that this disposition could not be forced on our hearts, my God, since you created us. It must rather be elicited, and this for the further reason that there is no freedom where there is compulsion, and where freedom is lacking, so too is righteousness. You wanted us to love you then. We who could not with justice have been saved had we not loved you, nor could we have loved you except by your gift. So, Lord, as the apostle of your love tells us, and as we have already said, you first loved us. You are the first to love all those who love you. Thus we hold you dear by the affection you have implanted in us. You are the one supremely good and ultimate goodness. Your love is your goodness. The Holy Spirit proceeding from the Father and the Son. From the beginning of creation, it was he who hovered over the waters, that is, over the wavering minds of us all offering himself to all, drawing all things to himself by inspiration and holy breath, by keeping us from harm and providing for our needs. He unites God to us and us to God. That beautiful reading from the Discourse on the Contemplation of God comes from the breviary. It comes from the Divine Office, one of the two public prayers of the Church. 
now, that specific writing is from William of St. Thierry, and it was written a very long time ago, but it was compiled into the Divine Office, uh, into uh, what's known as the Office of Readings. So you've got different prayers throughout the day, uh, and the Office of Readings always has some sermon or, or contemplation from one of the great uh, teachers of the church. So if that's something that you're interested in getting more of, I encourage you to start praying the Liturgy of the Hours. Uh, you can do that by getting your own breviary. Uh, it's a four-volume uh, prayer book, basically. Uh, you can get that at Catholic Book and Gift, one of our sponsors here at St. Michael Catholic Radio. Or if you're a more technological person, you can get it on your iPhone or your Android or even your BlackBerry using iBreviary. Uh, it's a great app that has not only the breviary, but also uh, the missile readings of the day uh, and several other prayers available to you. The website for that is iBreviary.org. Or you can also get it from DivineOffice.org. Uh, and that's uh, another place that has the breviary online. Uh, the app for that actually costs money, whereas iBreviary is free. So I'm more of an iBreviary kind of a person myself uh, or the paper books. Uh, but as, as we read that contemplation uh, from William of St. Theory, something struck me. The difference between uh, William and the elders and chief priests. Uh, the difference being that William recognized that Christ comes to us in love, uh, even when it doesn't necessarily look like it, even when we are confronted with Christ, Christ comes to us in love, and he does so to elicit from us the response of love by which uh, and through which we come to salvation in Christ. William recognized that Christ was the ultimate goodness, that he was uh, all that satisfies uh, more than position, more than place, uh, more than our own small, minute desires. Uh, the, the, the chief priests and the elders, they saw the, the system as the place of ultimate good. Uh, they saw what was built up around them, their rituals and their practices, as the ultimate good. Now, there's a fine line there because we too have beautiful rituals, beautiful practices, uh, but we have to remember that Christ is the ultimate good, that Christ gives us those rituals and practices as graces, as means of grace, as, uh, as conduits by which we receive Christ. But they are not an end of themselves. Rather, they are the way by which we approach and commune with Christ. And so this Advent season, as we contemplate Christ coming to us, not just in the past, uh, in the incarnation, not just in the future at the end of all days, but as Christ comes to us where we are right now, as he upends those things that we've become so comfortable with and accustomed to, how will we receive him? With skepticism and bitterness like the chief priests and elders, or with rejoicing? You're listening to Outside the Walls with Timothy Putnam on St. Michael Catholic Radio, 102.9 FM, Tulsa, Broken Arrow.
Welcome back to Outside the Walls with Timothy Putnam on St. Michael Catholic Radio, 102.9 FM, Tulsa, Broken Arrow. Today is a day of rejoicing. Maybe you're rejoicing that the show is almost over, but uh, I hope not. I hope that you have enjoyed this time with me as much as I have enjoyed this time with you. Uh, What I really would enjoy is for you to continue the conversation away from the radio. I want you to take it over to a different kind of technology. Go over to your computer or your smartphone or however it is that you access the internet, those internets. And uh, I want you to go to facebook.com slash step outside the walls. Or if you're more of a Twitter person, then I would like you to go to the handle at outside the walls and uh, continue that conversation with me there. Uh, Maybe you have found a reading uh, that you think is quite profound or or has really influenced your life. Uh, Maybe a quote from one of the, the fathers or doctors of the church. Uh, maybe something more recent. Why don't you bring it to me there on social media? Also, remember that we're giving away a couple of CDs. Uh, d- depending on your answer to the question, what is your favorite holiday or Christmas memory? It can be uh, a present. It can be a perennial story. It can even be an embarrassing story. We'll read it out loud on, loud on the air if it's the one that wins. Uh, and of course, the the CDs are from Matthew Kelly, the author of uh, Rediscovering Catholicism, and from Elliot Morris, a collection of Christmas songs. Of course, Elliot Morris is coming into town with Matthew Kelly in uh, in March. So uh, we've got these CDs to give away. I really would love to see you on uh, on social media. Let's have a conversation. Well, you've just got about a week and a half left for you to do your Christmas shopping, and uh, you don't even have my list yet. So how are you going to know what to get me? I know. I know what you can get me. You can get me uh, more listeners. Why don't you share with your friends and neighbors that we have this show? uh, Because the broader our audience gets, uh, the more interesting I think it's going to be, specifically as we're able to take the conversations that happen on Facebook and bring them over here to the radio and then take the conversations from the radio and then take them over to Facebook and we can have this nice, big, huge, organic uh, growth of a community uh, based on this show. So uh, why don't you, for Christmas, invite one of your friends or neighbors to tune in to St. Michael Catholic Radio. Now, just bring them to the radio station. That's that's excellent. That's a, a happy Christmas to me, Merry Christmas present in and of itself. But But more than that, I want you to tell them to listen Mondays at 7 a.m., If they are not early morning people, then have them listen on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. If they can't do that because of church obligations, then I want you to have them listen on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Any of those times, they can catch this show uh, and then begin to interact with the wider Outside the Walls community. So we can all be Outside the Walls together. But there's another item on my Christmas wish list that I would really love for you to get me, and that is your presence uh, in Philadelphia. We're taking a whole group of people to Philadelphia in uh, next September. 
Uh, September, we leave on Wednesday night, September 23rd, and then we are gone on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday uh, after the Papal Mass. Yes, you heard it right. The Pope is coming to Philly. So uh, after the Papal Mass, we'll get back on the bus and come back, and we'll have you back in time for work on uh, on Tuesday morning. So we'll get back on Friday, uh, on Monday night. Uh, And so I would love for you to go online to the diocese website, dioceseoftulsa.org slash family life. And go there. There's a great big picture of the Pope saying, see you in Philly. There's a link underneath it that you can click. And in that, there's a little brochure that gives you some more information and a place for you to sign up. So the, there is a, a registration, there's a deposit that we need that, that needs to come in no later than Monday, January 26th. Now, we've only got two buses, uh, and so we need you to sign up quickly. Not only that, but we've only got until January 26th for you to get that information in. So go and take a look, because that would be probably the best present you could get me, is for you and your family are you and your friends to come with me to Philadelphia in September and see Pope Francis, uh, where he will be offering uh, an audience. There will be a festival, uh, and then he will also be offering a mass. Now, we're going to do a couple of other things while we're there. We're going to go and uh, visit some of the more beautiful churches that are in that city, a couple of shrines that we probably are going to take in. Uh, Those details will be hammered out a little bit clearer as the date gets closer. But I really would love to have you and your family or you and your friends join me on the bus because, you know, the wheels on the bus, they go around and and around. Okay, I've got small children. Uh, Now you're (laughs) going to be singing that all day long and you're welcome. I am so happy to give you that kind of uh, gift to carry with you on your work day. Okay, that's enough of that. So now you know what you can do for me for Christmas. Uh, Now let me tell you what I plan to do for you. If you'll keep watching social media, uh, we're going to have a couple of other giveaways that I think you'll be very interested in. Uh, Also, I'm going to be posting some of the the things that we do in my family, that we've done uh, some of the things that I've inherited from my childhood and some of the things that we have made up for our own children. Uh, Maybe you'll find them interesting. Maybe you won't. Uh, I plan on giving you some other resources. Maybe uh, if you're looking for a last minute gift for one of your kids, uh, we can give you some ideas there as well of things that will help grow their faith so that they can be Christians who live their lives outside the walls as well. So keep watching social media, facebook.com slash step outside the walls on Twitter. We're at outside the walls. Uh, And there's just going to be a lot of things going on here in the next couple of weeks. As you go through your day today, remember that with all of the things we still long for, today is a day of rejoicing, for Christ has come as one of us. Emmanuel, God with us. We've not been left orphans, but Christ has come to walk with us. You've been listening to Outside the Walls with Timothy Putnam on St. Michael Catholic Radio. 102.9 FM, Tulsa and Broken Arrow. We'll see you next week.